0: Glad you're with us. Thank you, Scott. Shannon, 48 days, and you are the ultimate jury. Best election coverage available on your radio dial. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number, and uh, we have a lot of we have some good news polling wise. Although I'm not paying that much attention to polls, I'm looking for trends. I'm looking for anecdotal information. It really is going to come down to the ever weak, frail, confused, befuddled confounded Joe Biden uh, versus Donald Trump. It seems like the Energizer bunny. I thought he had a great town hall. I didn't see it till later. I had taped it, although not many people watch it. I mean, I'm sure it hurt my ratings. I haven't seen my ratings yet, but it only had like 3.8 million people. We average more people on an any given night, actually. So it's a little weird um, to see that. Uh, but, you know, nobody trusts Georgie Stephanopoulos. It was a you know, hostile crowd, hostile George. And the president just handled it with ease and grace. You know, the biggest the biggest untold story is just how bad a shape Joe Biden is. So he's out on the campaign trail in Florida yesterday. And at one point, a couple of things happened. And I'll, I'll, I'll play a montage. that I'm going to isolate this this Ricky Martin song, uh, Despacito. Um and it's now, you know, my staff is having too much fun today. And they're like, well, you know what the song is, right? And I'm like, I don't know. it's Ricky Martin. I said, well, Ricky Martin seems like an incredible performer to me. Living La Vida Loca. I mean, that was like a, that was, that was the entire culture loving that for a long time. And anyway, I think he went on the, you know, kind of stayed out of the public eye for a while. I have no idea why, but I thought he was a gifted, talented performer. Anyway, so he gave, at one point he goes on this rant, because if you could take care. If you were a quartermaster, you can sure in hell take care uh, running, you know, um, a department store um, thing, uh, you know, uh, where in the second floor of the ladies department or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, huh? (laughs) Can Can you explain that for me? Can you explain that? What the hell is he saying? This is just just the average day. The mob, the media, they just ignore it. Just, let's play. Let me play it for you. Just this. This is just from yesterday.
1: It says daily troop updates. U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. Harris Biden administration is going to relaunch that effort. If you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you can sure and help take care of running a you know department store uh, thing. You know where and the second floor of the ladies department or whatever, you know what I mean? The Iran parliament, the Iran parliament voted to eject all Americans and coalition forces in the country. We made solar energy cost competitive with traditional energy and weatherized more than a million homes. It's just the beginning if we get reelected. I just have one thing to say. Hang on here. <laughs>
0: Hang on. All right.
1: There you go. Dance a little bit, Joe. Come on. I tell, <laughs> tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be I'd be elected president by acclamation.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, there's a lot to digest there. Again, because if you could take care, if you were a quartermaster, you you can sure in hell take care running a. Uh, a, you know, uh, department store uh, thing, you know, uh, where in the second floor of the ladies department or whatever. You know what I mean. I what? Now, by the way, Jason, you told me it was Ricky Martin. Yeah, yeah, those. yeah. I get him wrong every so often. All right there, L- pal? Louise Fonzi apparently sings Despacito, right? Now, yes. here's the irony. It doesn't matter. They're both very talented. So... Um, and it, by the way, I know the song, I've heard the song before, uh, Despacito. Now the word actually means, correct me or anyone here if I'm wrong. It doesn't mean slowly. Yes, it It does. Right. All right. Now this is the worst part. This is where my staff is evil and they're always pushing me to the dark side. And anyway, so it actually, it means slowly and it's a chorus. uh, I, I, I'm not sure. How's Justin Bieber connected to this song? Do you know? He did a re- he did a uh, remix of it about a year. Him ago. and Daddy Yankee and uh, Luis Fonsi.
2: Yeah, yeah. He okay. did a remix of it.
0: All right. So when you read the song now, two things. Now again, it's slowly. That's kind of an appropriate thing for Joe. Come on, man. I mean, man. he's weak. He's come on, man. You a junkie? Come on, man. You get t- come on, man. Come on, man. Anyway, and then remember, we used to show all the videos of creepy, creepy Joe. And then the the words of the song are like, slowly, I want to smell your neck slowly. Remember, he's like smelling women's hair It's so creepy. Let me whisper things in your ear so that you'll remember if you're not with me slowly. I want I want to I mean, and all I can think of is these creepy videos of him. Oh, back up, you You creep. Get, get away know, from hands me. all over the place. Um, I need to be more aware of this in the future. Just he's a creep. Um, this is the more interesting political side of things today. And so apparently AOC admitted that she and her allies intend to quote push, quote, push Biden in a more progressive direction once they get him installed in the White House. Now speaking with just the news on Tuesday, uh, she said, one of the reasons I was so supportive of Senator Sanders was because of how progressive his stances are. But, you know, the the primaries are over right now. What is the most important is to make sure that w- we ensure a Democratic victory in November. And I think overall we can likely push Vice President Biden in a more progressive direction across policy issues, she continued. And I think foreign policy is an enormous area where we can improve immigration, another criminal justice Another area where we can pursue a lot of the progressive agenda. Remember, he's already pledged trillions to AOC's mad green new deal. I mean, that's not good. He, and he said his plan will go even further. His exact words. Uh, anyway, so let me. So that's definitely the plan. Look, I'm not putting a lot of stock in polls, but I'm giving you some anecdotal information. The president now is leading Joe Biden, 47-46, Rasmussen reports, and it's the, among likely voters, the 3% some candidate. Anyway, the race has narrowed now significantly in the past two weeks, according to their rolling average, and Biden had a two-point lead last week. Survey also marks the first time the president edges above 45% over the past two and a half months. The survey finds both... Biden and Trump at 80 percent support among their respective parties. Republicans, 80 percent for Trump, 80 percent Democrats for Biden. Uh, And then it goes into an analysis how Trump is showing a lot of strength among minority voters, which is now a trend. It is not an outlier. And many polls have had him up as high as 24 percent among African-Americans. Other polls from anywhere from 19 to 24 percent. And the same is happening with Hispanic Americans as well. And I think that, you know, all the rioting is is not looking good, particularly good. You know, we got some information anecdotally that the price tag for this summer's coast-to-coast anarchists and rioting and looting and cop bashing and injuring uh, has now cost $2 billion. And they're still not done. Axios reporting that insurance companies could pay up to 2 billion to cover the damages rendering the left-wing anti-cop riots the single largest insurance event in history. Axios further goes on the protests took place in 140 US cities this spring many of which devolved into looting, vandalism, arson that's going to result in at least a billion to 2 billion of paid insurance claims eclipsing the record set in the 1992 uh, riots in Los Angeles after the acquittal of Rodney King, the $2 billion mark d- likely does not include damage in Rochester, New York or Lancaster, Pennsylvania, both of which played host to last weekend and demonstrations there. So it's even going to go higher. You know, I guess the conspiracy theories galore now come out. Uh, you got literally, you know, what's her name? Sunny. How do you say her name on the view? Sunny. Is it how Hostin hosting? How do you say it? Hosted. OK, I don't I really don't know much about it. I'm not exactly the biggest fan of The View. That's Joyless Behar's show. I do like Whoopi Goldberg. I've known her for years. We got along fine. She doesn't agree with my politics, but I like her uh, anyway. She began by discussing, you know, some polls that found a majority surveyed, said Black Lives Matter demonstrators are riots and not protesters. Well, again, we make the distinction between the group and people that that those that were peaceful way back when. Uh, But it's now been taken over by the the radical anarchists and Black Lives Matter. The group, you know, one's chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? um, And anyway, then she goes on to insist that much of the violence has, quote, been manufactured by the Trump campaign. Oh, that's where we're going now. Now it's manufactured by Donald Trump. He's encouraging the he's responsible for the rioting, uh, which is pretty nuts in and of itself. Um, so anyway, you've got Biden looking beyond lethargic at this roundtable also yesterday in, in Florida, you know, repeating his dubious claims that he removed one hundred and fifty thousand troops from Iraq, although he called it Iran uh, and got that confused as well yesterday. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to breathe your neck slowly as he's playing Despacito on, on state. But there was beyond creepy and awkward. By the way, it, Joe Biden in July of 2019, I'll make sure fracking is eliminated. Now, I will not ban fracking. I mean, th- th- this this is what we get on everything. I led on coronavirus. He didn't lead on coronavirus. He was calling it from day one hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering against the travel ban, against the quarantine, and all the way through late March he was had that position. At no point did he ever go out and say anything about social distancing or mass until you know and then it, when he finally gets asked a question about what he do well Donald Trump had done everything it was on his list it was that bad if he can't answer a question without a script I, I don't think this guy's capable of running a busy McDonald's for crying out loud you know and by the way who is in charge Joe says the Harris Biden administration she says the same thing a little weird Hunter Biden apparently made 411 trips across 29 counties. Ron Johnson of Wisconsin saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of information coming out next week. Can't wait. Uh, making deals with foreign ol- oligarchs. Well, I can't wait to get to the bottom of all of this. Mr. Experience, Hunter Biden. Biden says that the U.S. doesn't need fossil fuels. By the way, he said it moments after arriving out in Florida in his private jet. Oh. One set of rules for me and my guys and one set of rules for you peons. We the people. Biden the veterans, U.S. troops died in Iran and Afghanistan. Excuse me. It would be Iraq, sir. Environmental justice. We can turn a faucet, breathe clean air. I'm about to end. We have to live. I mean, he's lost his mind. Obviously, cognitive decline is real here. I don't know the official name for it, but he's confused, he's weak, he's tired. You know, let's go back to this tape. I want you to listen to two things when this young girl asks him a question, a simple question. Move up and then listen to the... uh, uh, It's like he needs his nappy. Listen.
3: And I would like to know, what will your administration do
2: to help them give him that chance? Thank you.
0: Move it up here.
1: You know... Uh, there used to be a basic bargain in this country.
0: Uh, Workers I, what, shared what, in the wealth. What time is my nap? Work- he needs his nappy. It's scary. I I I could not see this guy doing an
4: eight-hour shift at a at a busy restaurant.
0: 100% built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com. Put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com. All right, as we roll along, 800-941-SHAWN. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, you can't make that. I got to bring out tonight on hand and I'll bring back the uh, creepy Joe videos. Uh, you know, I actually um, I can't even show you all the creepy Joe videos because, I mean, he's creepy with young kids and smelling their hair and whispering in their ear and like touching him in ways that are so awkward and inappropriate and wrong. It's like, ugh, you just you just like grossed out. He just grosses you out. And um, you don't believe I mean, let's put it this way. Well, I won't say it Uh, anyway. So uh, the president goes on with uh, Georgie Stephanopoulos last night. And I thought he did a really good job in in a lot of ways. This was not a crowd that was favorable towards him. And he went, I I don't think Joe Biden can do it. I don't think he can do it again. And I'd like to see him do it. One of the things Trump, you know, one of the things that come out of it, he he said he upplayed the virus. All right. He contradicted what he said to Bob Woodward. You know, if you really know Donald Trump, this is not hard to figure out. Even the dopey mob in the media should be able to follow the bouncing ball. Donald Trump, 10 days after the first identified case of coronavirus put in place because he took it more seriously. I guess you might be. He upplayed the seriousness in terms of his actions by the first travel ban that he put in effect. 10 days, the one that Joe said was hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering through late through late march so and then he gave us the first quarantine in over 50 years okay now was he out there fear-mongering and scaring the hell out of the american people no but his actions were more severe taking it more seriously than even his own scientific experts thought that needed to be done at the time. So they're totally consistent if you care to understand the president's thought process, which they don't. All right, live free or die America, the world on the brink, 40% off Amazon.com, bookstores uh, everywhere. Uh, we get a COVID update. That means vaccine, therapeutics, uh, distribution measures are in place. Uh, I'm sure you'll have some people, well, it's, it's Donald. Well, Pfizer said they're going to have this. They think they're going to have it mid to late October, meaning the final trials and a vaccine ready for FDA approval. And then distribution, and people can take it. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do with that. If I I will look at the study myself, and I'm going to take a strong look at it. And if, if I like the data, and it looks, re, which, you know, Pfizer is not going to put together. AstraZeneca is not going to put together. Moderna is not going to put together. Uh, something that they want to get sued over and you, you just but you still have to do your due diligence consult your doctor and, and do the things you know that one would do normally I get a flu shot every year many of you would never get a flu shot I mean it's just a personal choice um, and I think that you know to the extent that um, that happens the operation warp speed that would mean from nine months well nine and a half months to a vaccine for a a virus. It is a miracle, the one that Joe Biden said we wouldn't have. Um, it's game changing. I mean, in other words, to help ultimately save human lives. And it's uh, that and the economy coming back, all good news uh, coming for the country. And, you know, this is why, you know, all this early voting, I was, I agreed with what the Attorney General of, of the United States has been saying, Bill Barr. You know, a lot of this is very disconcerting. Wow. After all, they did spy on a presidential candidate. They did use a dirty Russian misinformation dossier that was paid for by the other presidential candidate. They never verified a single thing in it. They ignored all warnings not to trust it. And they used it anyway. And they used it even after the subsource for the dossier said none of it's true, which was early in January of 2017. And still, this is what look what they put the country through. Wanna know why the mob, the media, they're so corrupt? You think they ever once said sorry? I'd like to correct the record. We were wrong. Uh, the conspiracy theories we advanced, the lies we told, the hoax we pulled and were a part of. No, because the ends justifies the means. They're state run TV. That's it. They're state run print, the New York Toilet Paper Times, the Washington Post, they're garbage. They're just they're propaganda pravda newspapers. They just lie, and they lie with a bandit. That's what I loved about the lawsuit Alan Dershowitz against fake news CNN. They, they deceptively edit his comments to make him look a certain way, to make a political point. That's just, that's just an average day over fake news CNN. It's nothing that th- there's nothing there that I trust as truth. And the same with all the other you know, cable news channels out there uh it, it's conspiracy theory tv it's rage psychotic hatred against trump every minute every second of every hour of every day same with three broadcast networks i mean it's just unbelievable um anyway so one voter challenged the president um you know uh, the way the media says when the president says well i hope not and the president talking about was you know pressed about the country as the issues of racial justice in the country said he was asked if he believes racial injustices are occurring in the nation. I think all of these that we watching are tragic events. I, I do feel that we have to also take into consideration that if you look at our police, they do a phenomenal job. He's talking about the ninety nine percent of great people. He did add there are bad apples, but ninety nine percent are not. It's the same with everything I've said about even those going after the president and abusing their power and that are corrupt. And if you, you know, if you're going to stop a crime, yeah, we have to give the respect back to the police. They, they deserve. It's not just the respect. Defunding them is dangerous. You now see this, the consequences of which are unfolding before our very eyes. And he's right. Um, the president was asked about, you know, the make America great again slogan. It was asked by a, a pastor. Carl Day is his name, um, apparently from Philadelphia says he voted for Jill Stein in 2016 and challenged the slogan, make America great. um, Because you say again, that we need to see what was, what, what, what was that great? I mean, that's sort of like, you know, where a lot of people didn't like Michelle for the first time in my adult life, I'm proud of my country. And, you know, he said it pushes us back to a time in which we cannot identify with such greatness. Now, If Joe Biden did a town hall with Georgie Stephanopoulos, uh, Mr. Clinton War Room himself, um, I wonder if they would ask him about his praise of his mentor and his friend, the former Klansman that filibustered the Civil Rights Act and fought against the Voting Rights Act and that Joe Biden pardoned in the late 70s with to stop school integration, uh, integration of our public schools, and because he didn't want his kids going to schools that were racial jungles. I wonder. I, I I actually love to get this pastor on the show, and talk to him about it. Um, and the president saying he doesn't want a race problem. He was very very clear in his answer. This country is great because of our diversity, and I can tell you there's there, there's no race issue with. I respect everybody of all races. He said, "This country is great because of that diversity," and then he talked about the results that of his. Policies have had the impact it's had on African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African American youth unemployment. Why? Why didn't Joe and Barack do it? A lot of talk in fifty years with Joe Biden. Why didn't Joe do it? Why didn't Barack do it? Why did they sit by and barely mention when uh, anything about Barack's home city of Chicago in their eight years as president and vice president, four thousand homicides? In the city of Chicago, over 20,000 people shot in the city of Chicago alone. They barely mentioned it. They never called attention to it. After Ferguson, after Baltimore, Cambridge, what did they do? They could have implemented police reform. They never did. They both rushed to judgment and went along with a hands up, don't shoot narrative, which one eyewitness after another debunked. And the eyewitnesses, mostly minority, confirming Darren Wilson, the officer's story that he was charged at. The first struggle ensued when Michael Brown reached into the car and tried to grab his gun. The gun went off while the officer was in the car. This is after the incident where he intimidated and robbed from the guy at the convenience store just prior to the hold. then he charged at the officer as confirmed by numerous eyewitnesses. But yet Obama rushed to judgment, Eric Holder rushed to judgment, Joe Biden rushed to judgment. And we saw the consequences of that rush to judgment. There was widespread belief among the media. And again, they both rushed to judgment in Baltimore, the Freddie Gray situation. You know, after speaking to my sources, doing our work, our due diligence, we knew there'd be no convictions there. And I said it early. It's not going to come out the way they're, they're playing this, and then it's going to raise people's expectations again for a verdict that is never going to come. That's dangerous because people believe the media mob. It's sad. You know, he got an interesting question I like from Pennsylvania on the issue of, uh, quote, unpresidential behavior. He says, I thought his answer was perfect on this. I'm fighting a battle. It's a big battlefield. I have a lot of forces against me. Well, 99.9% of the mob and the media, that would be one of the biggest forces. Every Democrat, they don't want him to be successful in any way. He comes up with a historic peace deal. They can't even say a single good word about it. The great irony, the reason the peace deal was even possible was because of the weakness and the appeasement of Barack and Joe with the Iranian mullahs when they dumped 150 billion in cash and the currency on the tarmac of mullahs the chant death to america i'll play it later in the program the mob at the time historic 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 nothing we didn't get even one u.s inspector in there we didn't even get a full promise that they'd never build a nuclear weapon we never had any place any time inspections and the Iranian mullahs went right back to chanting death to America, death to Israel after they got their money. And the president points out, I'm fighting these forces. Sometimes you don't have time to be, as you would say, presidential when you need to get things done. It's a perfect explanation. What do you want for president? Somebody that's weak and frail and obviously struggling cognitively and not remembering what day of the week it is, what state he's in, what, what office he's running for. And so the president goes off, 200 judicial nominees, two Supreme Court justices, 50 circuit court judges, 150 district court judges confirmed. And he goes, you know, I wish I had the time to be a little more presidential, but I I like to get things done. And he says, which includes moving people out of the White House that can't keep up with them. And I could tell you, he's a tough guy to work for because he's he's demanding. Now, I will t- tell you, everybody that works on my TV and radio show, we have a, this, you cannot be laid back and work in this business. You just can't. We all work with a sense of urgency every single day. Linda, is that a fair statement? I mean, yeah. from the minute we all open our eyes, we're at it every day, right? Absolutely. Juggling 100 balls. You know, Jason... Ethan, Katie, all working their asses off. Stangy, everybody, sweet baby James, everybody. Same with the t- my TV staff. There's a reason I. There's a method to my bad- madness. I let my staff buy anything they want for lunch every day. I do my radio team, my TV team. I buy them dinner my staff every night. Why? I don't want them leaving their desk. Keep working. I don't have time to stop and eat. I, I just don't. I don't stop and eat during the day. You stop and eat, Linda. I don't stop and eat.
2: I, I definitely just had some arugula. I can't lie. Okay, some, and and Linda gets the, the
0: the orange and green, you know, puke looking soups that are disgusting looking.
2: You know what I had today?
0: I don't. I don't even want to hear it. I had kombucha, disgusting, whatever it is. Kale I had this. Kombucha. Yeah.
2: Kombucha. kombucha. I don't even know what it is. What is? it? It's a tea that helps tea. with probiotics to yeah. give you good gut health.
0: Got good gut health. That's You're welcome.
2: That's your healthy tip of the day.
0: Yeah, I just you know, I have, for me to stay in shape, I can't even look at food. It's that's it's the worst. Getting older, That's <laughs> just the worst.
5: <laughs> <You>
1: know, <we laughs> like that sounds like in... one of
0: your martial arts programs. <laughs> what it's the, what not eating? No, Cam, I, I mean I just. mostly. I'll tell you what I do. I don't eat sweets and I eat carbs very little. I intermittent fast a lot, um, and I eat a lot of protein. I eat you know beef, chicken, a lot of chopped meat with onions and. American cheese on it. It's like a Philly cheese steak that I make myself with American cheese. Don't laugh at me in Philly. I know the difference. Not cheese whiz. Um, but I wish I could have it on a hero, on a, you know, because there's nothing better tasting in the world than bread. I love bread. I love pasta. You know, I make pasta now. I make my own bolognese with a watered-down version of Reos sensitive marinara. And I'll literally put string beans instead of spaghetti. Everyone likes zucchini noodles. I don't Wait like zucchini.
2: What is what? sensitive marinara?
0: Oh, you know, tomato sauce. Not good for my probiotic health.
2: Oh, oh, understood. <laughs> okay. Answer. Moving on.
0: Yeah, no, they do, and you know, I strain <laughs> it, wrong. and it's because I don't like thick sauces either. My, my I, I usually get two jars out of one jar because I water it down. And That's I want to. That's really gross, actually. It's not gross. And then if yeah, I'm gross. really hungry late at night, I'll take just some of what I made and I'll just turn it into Hannity Rayo's tomato soup. Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, there's not a lot like of extra it, salt right? in Watered it. Like sauce. I put
0: salt right. on everything. Mm, I put salt on an apple. I put Yeah, because salt, salt, salt is ice cream. so healthy. Well, sorry. You know, I'm just, I am who I am. I can't help being who I am. I mean, you're right?
4: that guy who puts salt on movie popcorn. Jeez.
0: 100%. You don't?
2: Are you kidding no, me? No, no one in the rest of the world does it, Sean. It's pretty much just They
0: you. put enough of salt on. You're like, oh, let me get the salt shaker. I like the places that let you in. use. I like the places that let you put your own butter on. I like the places They have places, a special
2: container just for you. It's the Hannity Station. It's a yeah, tub of salt and a now, of butter. Now, here's
0: the fact. I usually won't get it. But if I do break down occasionally. I haven't been to a movie in ages, honestly. With no, Netflix, Hulu, and Apple, you know, you know, Prime. Who needs it? I mean, mm-hmm. I I wish every release would just go straight to video. I'll buy Most it online. Most of them are. Most
2: What's of them mo- are. A lot of them are. Yeah.
0: My, lately, my addiction has been blacklist on Netflix. No, 100%. Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Oh,
0: my God. I'm on season six, and I think I'm on episode 18.
2: Yeah, my favorite six. show in the whole world right now is Peppa Pig. That's my world. Yeah, Peppa Pig.
0: I don't even know what Peppa <laughs> the Pig is. What is Peppa? I've heard it, but I don't even know anything about it's
2: a, it. it. It's a cartoon.
0: That and Paw Control, right? Say Paw. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah, I still don't. I don't, You know, I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Don't they have you know the little rascals Abbott and Costello? No, don't no. they have? Uh, although, Looney Tunes, although my son loves Bugs my son Bunny.
2: loves the original Popeye. I thought I taught a booty
0: cat. I did, I did, I did, not taught a yeah, booty cat. Yeah, that's not Popeye. Popeye's that's all iTunes. about um, no, Popeye, I like Popeye the Sailor Man. The, yeah, he had a little crush on olive oil. Eh,
2: eh, a eh, little? Eh, that eh, would eh, be eh, an eh, understatement. Eh, he had a eh, Joe eh, Biden crush on olive oil. Yeah, that's true,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Folks, it's 48 days. let live free or die. <laughs> you know, we're Come getting on, a little man. giddy here. Come on, man. you a junkie. Oh. Play the whole thing just to make me feel better. You got the whole thing there, JC? Go ahead, hit it. Just play it quick. I want to hear it quick. Go ahead. Oh, he doesn't have time to get it. All right. Dr. Roz coming up. We'll update you on the latest with the vaccine and much, much more. Also, Bill O'Reilly today, Uh, Sidney Powell,
4: and John Solomon.
0: 100% built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com. Put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com. And 40% off amazon.com. know yeah, it's funny watching Joe Biden giving his coronavirus, you know, I, I trust science. I trust vaccines. I don't trust Trump. Donald Trump, it was only Operation Warp Speed that he put in place that is bringing us to the, the precipice, hopefully, of a vaccine that will save lives. You know, it's funny because we went back and we looked. The day, remember, the, 10 days after the first identified case of coronavirus in America, the first case was January 21st of this year. Ten days later, the president against even the advice of all of his medical team, because, you know, the big debate from last night is, well, um, I didn't downplay. I upplayed the virus. What the president was saying is, well, I put the travel ban in effect 10 days after the first identified case of coronavirus. And then he followed that up with the first quarantine in over 50 years. Then all the way through January, February and, and late into March, Joe Biden was out there, I guess sucking up to you know China, wanting another 1.5 billion perhaps for the ever not experienced hunter uh, to get the what? 1.5 billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. I would think that would go to you know companies like Morgan Stanley or you know Goldman Sachs or uh, I don't know, Deutsche Bank to name a few, um, but he kept saying it's, it's hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering. No, the president, that one decision alone, I don't think we can ever calculate how many Americans were spared from contracting the virus and then, you know, mathematically building out from there, maybe it, it, it bought us valuable time that was necessary to build up, you know, our response to this thing. Everybody had gotten it wrong. The experts were wrong. The models were wrong. Everybody was wrong. But now here we are in the precipice. We got Pfizer saying that we might have final, final trials on humans done and, and, a, and a vaccine sometime in mid to late October of this year. You're never able in history to break down the sequence of a virus like this ever, um, which is a tribute. I, you know, from the very beginning, I did say one thing I was right about. And I believe in our medical researchers in this country, our scientists in this country, our medical community, our doctors, our nurses, our, you know, they're amazing people. Everybody I know that goes into medicine or medical research, they do it because they love saving lives. It's a calling of theirs. And speaking of such a person, uh, Dr. Oz is back with us for an update on on a lot of things uh, as it relates to the virus. Sir, how are you?
6: Doing very well. And it has been a, a very hot several weeks, but you're right. The vaccine program is moving much more rapidly than anyone had anticipated. I've had countless experts on my show, most predicted it would be middle of next summer. I just, uh, this you know, we started our 12th season this week, and so to kick it off, I had the White House brother. Task Force come. Thank yeah. you very much. And the, uh, the White House Task Force came in. Uh, both the, the testing czar, Gerard, but also Surgeon General Adams both sort of said the same thing, which is, you know, we, we're actually going to finish enrolling patients in one of these 30,000 patient trials this week. So give it, our, you know, six weeks, let's say, and then we should, by the end of October, beginning of November, have an idea whether the vaccine worked, which means everything else has been put in place, including, you know, pre-making the products, having the vaccines ready to go. It means we can start to, to roll it out to first responders and to the most vulnerable among us, Uh, folks in nursing homes, etc. And that takes the edge off the virus when we do that.
0: I I couldn't say it any better myself. The amazing thing is, is the, the president also has in place a plan to quickly manufacture the vaccine for as many people as possible. You're right, the most vulnerable should be first on the list. I totally agree with you um and the fact that we have nine separate final stage human trials going on simultaneously i guess you have what oxford and astrazeneca they've con- now continued there was a brief pause but they're now continuing their uh final testing stage fi- uh, trials uh, moderna astrazeneca i mean all the you have nine separate now final stage trials going on that's so un- that's unprecedented isn't it
6: it is unprecedented, and they've pretty much guaranteed these folks are not going to waste all their money in R&D, that there's going to be some reward if it's effective. They've got to do their science and do their homework. They've also bonded together. Nine companies wrote and said, listen, we're not going to rush it. We don't want to scare America. We're going to do this thing right. But I want to emphasize this. Just because it's fast, doesn't mean it's rushed. In surgery, there's a difference between a slick, elegant procedure where – Things look effortless and they move quickly, and rushing through, and everything looks like it's, you know, hands up in the air. And these nine companies said, We're not going to even seek government approval until we're comfortable that it's safe and effective, and we'll just keep going until we get those results. And I, you know, there's today's big news, of course, is the federal government. Our line is a sweeping plan to allow this vaccine to be available free to all Americans. I know not everyone listening wants the vaccine. and A third of you are not waving, you know, nodding your head backwards, back and forth, saying there's no way I'm getting that. I do believe over time, despite that skepticism, as people get the vaccine and we don't see lots of complications, uh, more and more Americans will get comfortable. And just mathematically, we don't have to get everybody vaccinated. We have to have enough people vaccinated, let's say two-thirds of the population, so we get herd immunity. And then this fact, this virus becomes uh, been more of a problem that you know that's dealt with by you know with epidemiologists, not with you know on workers.
0: Uh, listen, I, I if if I get to this data, probably you know you, you and I have friends of mine that are doctors. I'm going to talk to all of you, and then I'm going to read the I'm going to read it myself. I'm going to read what what they've discovered. If you got thirty thousand people, let's say twenty nine thousand of them produce antibodies with very little side effects. To me, I probably would be sold. Am I wrong in thinking that way?
6: You're right to think that way. I mean, here's the thing about vaccines. I really do think we've mis-messaged it oftentimes to America when people raise questions. Like if a mom says, do you love my child as much as I do? Mr. CDC or whoever. <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's right, and a hard question to answer. Well, you know, it's your child. Of course you love them more. So then answer my questions. And oftentimes we treat Folks who have objections like they're foolish, like they're deniers, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists. And I don't want people feeling dumb. These are very bright people raising very reasonable questions. For example, will there be a side effect? Darn right. You give hundreds of millions of people anything. You give them aspirin. Right? You give them an ibuprofen, give them anything, they're going to have side effects. The question isn't whether you have side effects. It's are the side effects limited and not so severe, so severe that they, it outweighs the benefit of getting the vaccine? If the answer to that is not clearly, yes, it's safe enough, not not safe period, but safe enough, then we shouldn't be administering it. And then there might be, who knows, Maybe we are going to identify people who have high risk. Like this woman who had the complication with the AstraZeneca vaccine uh, apparently had transverse myelitis, which is an inflammation of the spinal cord. I've only heard that. I don't know that for sure. But that's a bad complication. On the other hand, she's recovered, and maybe there's some other reason she got it. So if you have a a, a condition that, that you didn't know you had that gets exposed, revealed by the vaccine, I it's mean, not fair to blame that on the vaccine, but if it's a legitimate problem, we'll do, believe me, no one wants to push, especially the companies, a failed vaccine that's going to blow up in their face. However, we as a public need to be open-minded enough to at least consider the options. I mean, let's take the flu vaccine, where less than half the population gets the flu vaccine every year. I get it every year because I'm a doctor, so we don't have a choice, right? I don't, you don't want me carrying the flu from one patient to the next. But there's just new data today. Something about your show brings out new data every time. New data today showing that uh, that people who who got the flu vaccine seem to have less COVID, both from this country and Italy. You know, people who had COVID had uh, more, less often had been immunized, and people who got immunized less often got the COVID. And this is sort an of interesting phenomenon, and we have a reason why we think it's so. We think the the, the flu itself increases the receptors that the COVID virus uses to get into us. So by avoiding the flu, you avoid COVID-19, but you definitely don't want to twindemic with both together. And on my show, I'm hammering this point home. I'm not making you feel badly about the flu, but if you look at this and you want to do yourself a favor, plus avoid the confusion of whether your sickness is the flu or the COVID-19, which is nice to do, then this is a pretty good year to get the vaccine and it's already out.
0: So I, look, I get the vaccine every year. Listen, I'll be very honest, Dr. Oz. I mean, I'm pretty much of a, a a pro-choice guy libertarian guy i I wouldn't want to mandate any of this like for example i've given you the reasons why i i like the idea of people wear masks because i what i saw anecdotally where i live I, i i don't think you can mandate it i mean biden wants a national face covering mandate as president he's reversed himself three separate times now on this issue and just did again but the idea is, you know, my reasons are personal. I wouldn't want to get somebody else's mom and dad that might be vulnerable sick. I wouldn't want grandma and grandpa to get sick, somebody that, that really could die from this. I'm in relatively good health. Uh, I don't think I'd be at that big a risk. I think therapeutics have come a long way. But that that's why, and, you know me, I've wanted to get to sports games. Until right now, I've kind of just given up. Um, I, you know, the one place I'd like to see no politics, two places. One, no more politics and medicine, no more politics and sports. I think people, you know, look to these, you know, those are two areas where we could just have a release and just enjoy the unity of enjoying a time out in the, you know, out in a stadium, having fun with each other.
6: Well, I think you are reckoning what most Americans feel on both sides of the aisle. We have to have some sacred spaces where, you know, as we've choked about, it's not so funny anymore, but when you mix politics and medicine, you get politics, and I think it tends to destroy uh, our culture, when we let politics invade areas that have been sacred to date, that's why decisions like the flu vaccine and wearing masks—you you, you can't force people to do things uh, that are better, that are in their best interest. It's not a, it becomes very difficult to enforce. I mean, even—I mean, there's so many examples. I, know, I mean, we run out of time talking about them, but I think this is a good example where if folks actually just sort of sit back and energetically don't feel like they're being insulted, if they're respected for their questions and honored for with a good answer. But, you know, the vast majority of people come on board. And I'll tell you still, I have never, when I operate on patients, and, you know, I'm still doing surgery at New York Presbyterian, I always tell folks who are smokers, because I've a certain amount of the meat heart surgery, that I'm not going to operate until they stop smoking. Because my only chance to get them to really listen is before I operate. But I've never, never not had to operate on somebody. People will always come along if you just give them the love and the caring and the nurturing and the respect. I think it's the same thing for masks. I mean, the mask usage is way up in America. People got the message. There was understandably confusion and resentment when, when they were told not to wear a mask. It was stupid. And then told that if they don't wear a mask, they're stupid. Well, you know, people get upset about that, understandably. But over time, it grows. I think this year we're going to have more people get the flu vaccine than ever because they can going to understand what I just said, even though news just came out today. Well, it will well, spread by yeah. wildfire.
0: Well, what, what about the study arguing that getting the flu vaccine will reduce the number of COVID infections? I don't know anything about it.
6: Well, that was the data from Europe. They, they based it in Belgium, Italy, Norway, and Spain. And they, in Italy in particular, the people, places that had higher rates of flu vaccination had lower rates of death from COVID-19. And then you, that, just, that data just coming out. And then the U.S. study just looked at people with COVID. 11,000 people had COVID infections. They just asked the question, did you get the flu vaccine? And people who had the flu vaccine were much less likely to have a COVID-19 infection than people who did have the infection. So now we're starting to understand mechanistically why that's so. But if, that, if it's the truth, and again, these are just associations. We can't say that one caused the other. But, you know, when you look at coincidences in two different continents, you begin to think, well, maybe I'm going to get the flu vaccine this year. Independent of all, uh, I
0: normally benefits. get it. When's a good time to get it for me? I mean, I'm not telling now. other people what to do. Now, right now, now. go to like your now. local CVS or Rite Aid. That's, I go to the, my local Rite Aid. The the same lady gives it to me every year. She's great.
6: And don't cross, go. Don't don't pay two hundred dollars. Don't collect two hundred dollars. right just yeah. go out and get the vaccine. There's no, you got no benefit from not doing
0: it. Uh, and it can hurt you. I mean, it, I, look, I've gotten it every year, but. Again, I understand the people that don't. I I don't understand the people that don't want to vaccinate their kids. I, I mean, then now you run into real serious ethical, religious conflicts and then constitutional issues. I, I just, for me, I do believe in science. I do believe in vaccine. I have faith in medical research and, and great doctors like yourself uh, that devote your whole lives to helping to save lives. And, again, sometimes we go to war with the Army. We have not the one we wish we had, as you said so often throughout this pandemic. But... All right, congratulations. You started your 12th season, uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, we'll be getting more news on this vaccine in the days and weeks ahead, and we look forward to uh, having you back and often, and we appreciate your expertise. Thank you,
6: sir. Well, God bless you for all you do. Stay well. Take care.
0: built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com, put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. So we have huge developments, by the way. We're not giving up. Um, There are signs. There's a fever pitch of speculation as it relates to john durham uh and whether or not there is a grand jury convened there is ron johnson's committee has now summoned brennan clapper and comey uh they're going to be coming in the house of representatives and and also the senate now are investigating the 27 phones of Mueller's team wiped clean with the flimsy excuse uh we just put in the the wrong password too many times, and then that wipes the phone uh, completely clean. Well, I've never heard of that. No, I've been stupid enough. I was out fishing once. I dropped my phone in the, in the water. Yeah, I didn't find it. Um, you know, you can damage your phone. I treat my phones like crap, basically throw them all over the place, not throw them out of anger, by the way, in case you're interested. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just drop it. You know, let it hang in my pocket, falls here, falls there, eventually you just get a new one. That's what I do. And um, but I don't take a hammer to my devices. And I don't use Bleach Pit. I didn't even know what Bleach Pit was until Hillary. All these people that at the likes of the pitbull of Muller, Andrew Weissman going after him, process crimes, lying to Congress, really, and then they're involved in cleaning their phones, all of them with that flimsy excuse. Anyway, we're going to get an update from uh, John Solomon and Sidney Powell uh, uh, coming up. we got a great Hannity tonight. These two poor kids. One is the son of a firefighter. The other is the son of a, a cop. And i got to tell you something. They carried American flags onto the field, and they get suspended. They're on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, and much more. All right, live free or die, America, the world on the brink, 48 days, and you are the ultimate jury, 40% off, uh, Amazon.com, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, Costco's, they all have it, uh, and the discounts, which is great. Um, Anyway, thank you again for making it number one, Uh, 800-941-SEAN is our number, uh, in our quest to hold people accountable it is now getting extraordinarily loud that in terms of movement with the Durham investigation, speculation of a Durham interim report, speculation at, well, we already have, for example, one guilty plea, and that's the FBI guy, Kleinsmith. pressure building on the Justice Department. Uh, Democrats, oh, you can't do anything before the election. Uh, Bill Barr addressed all of these issues When he was on NBC News, let's play the attorney general from earlier the week.
7: Let me ask you finally about the Durham report. Um, Is John Durham nearing the end of his investigation?
8: Yeah, I'm not going to characterize exactly where he is. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Okay.
7: Would you say uh, it's unlikely that there'll be further criminal charges? No, I wouldn't say that at all, no. So there could be? Yeah, there could be will we hear anything about the durham report before the election yeah i'm not going to get into that either well could there for example be an interim report yeah, i'm not going to
8: get into what there might be
7: Well, how about the question this way if there is an interim report before the election uh... won't some people think that that's an attempt to influence the election or would that be a fair accusation if there were an interim report well this is sort of a hypo or a hypo but why not
8: I, okay but i'll just <laughs> say yeah you know, you know, nowadays there are people who will say anything and you can almost bank on the fact as to what they're going to say and i don't let that bother me i'm going to do what i think is right and in the public interest you
7: wouldn't be concerned if there were an interim report
8: It depends on what the report said and and you know as i've already said you know i'm conscious of the election and i don't think any of the things uh that are being worked on uh, are going to have an adverse effect on that and well- i also think there's you know, strong public interests involved as well.
7: What would be the utility, though, in an interim report? Why not wait till it's done? Well, I haven't said there is going to be one, and
8: that's a hard question to answer in the abstract.
0: All right, that and other news that we have. A uh, Republican uh, representative from Georgia, Doug Collins, has now demanded that Apple CEO Tim Cook provide information on the iPhone's feature that wipes phone data after a certain number of failed passcode attempts. Now this is in direct response to the acknowledgement that 27 specific phones, including two by Mueller's Pitbull, Andrew Weissman. Oh, they all just happened to be erased and they all made the same silly error. They put in there the wrong passcode too many times. Uh, I don't believe that at all. Uh, We also know that Mueller's team had had Lisa Page's phone. A claim was lost, according to emails. That just broke today. Also, the Senate Homeland Security Committee has now authorized subpoenas for testimonies from Obama officials as part of the Durham investigation and the ongoing quest for justice. And that would include uh, Brennan and Clapper and James Comey himself, Mr. Super Patriot, you know, Mr. Higher Honor with no honor. Uh, and Bill Barr confirming, there yeah, there could be more criminal charges here. Uh, and on top of that, just the news John Solomon reporting the State Department reported that Burisma paid a, a bribe while Hunter Biden was serving on the board. Again, ignored by the mob and the media here for updates on all of this. Sidney Powell, she wrote the book about prosecutorial abuse called License to Lie. She's the lead uh, counsel for General Michael Flynn who still deserves, in in his case, uh, equal justice under the law, which he hasn't gotten. John Solomon, editor-in-chief uh, for justthenews.com. John, we'll start on the news side first. Let's talk about these new developments, the white phones, the Durham report. Uh, now, Bron Johnson's uh, committee calling these people back in. Where, do, where does all of it stand? Because we're beginning to hear a lot of chatter now.
9: Yeah, listen, I think the the noose is closing in on people who've been able to escape and rope-a-dope and obfuscate their role in in the FBI investigation in the pursuit of Sidney's client, General Flynn. We now know the body of evidence that surrounds the conduct, and now it's time to bring these witnesses back in and ask them the hard questions that they escaped in earlier hearings in the IG uh, investigation. We now know that uh, uh, General Flynn was pursued Specifically, after he had been cleared of wrongdoing, there was no legal basis to interview Mike Flynn, except to extend the investigation and and create the possibility of a perjury trap. That's the Justice Department's uh, uh, conclusion. It's certainly what Sidney Powell has powerfully argued for a long time. That sort of conduct—who ordered it? Why did you do it? Was Barack Obama? Well, we already know who ordered the
0: interview. I sent them in. You know, Mr. (coughs) Higher Honor himself was uh, made the call. Something he wouldn't do in an Obama or Bush administration. He ambushed General have. Flynn, and he knew better.
9: There's something very important. The weekend that this is all playing out, James Comey can own it because he's owned a lot of things, usually uh, things that turned out badly. But uh, there's communications between him and McCabe that weekend. There are communications between the FBI people working the case, and there is clear evidence of communication with the White House. We need to know what were McCabe and, and Comey and their, their top people talking about and what influence the White House was potentially taking? I bet their phones were wiped
0: clean too, John. I a, well, apparently, everybody can wipe them clean unless you, you know, the only people who spend any time in jail or get charged are conservatives for process crimes. There's a, a dual justice system. It, well, that, that's where it exists now. Sidney Powell, I think, John, brings up a lot of good points, especially as it relates to General Flynn.
10: Oh, definitely he does. I mean, we've known all along they've been hiding evidence that showed General Flynn was innocent. There's still more of it out there. We still don't have the original 302 from the FBI or the next draft that we can identify existed from the Strzok-Page text messages. And now I'm understanding there are additional messages or evidence of messages between the White House and Comey and McCabe, all evidencing the setup. Well, that would be the Brady material that
0: Judge Emmett Sullivan lectured you about in court said didn't exist.
10: Oh, exactly. Yes. His 92 page decision saying there was none and nothing had to be produced to us when the government has now itself found and identified more than 100 pages of extremely disturbing evidence that shows General Flynn was set up and framed and has produced that in its motion to dismiss which judge sullivan and his amicus simply ignore
0: at the end of this i would hold judge emmett sullivan personally responsible there's some political agenda in play here i don't know what it is um but you know he's dug his heels in on this so deep that it's almost breathtaking in terms of the injustice let's talk about the phone uh phones that are wiped clean sydney I don't know. I just believe that if I had phones and uh, they were subpoenaed or they had evidence on them that they knew that they were going to need in the case of Mueller's entire team, 27 phones, two by your friend, Andrew Weissman. Uh, and they all claim basically the same error that, you know, oh, we put in the wrong password too often had to wipe it clean. Uh, I never heard of that as something that would that would force a phone to be wiped clean of you.
10: No, that's, they're obviously lying. So now we not only have a conspiracy to destroy evidence, we have false statements to the government investigators that ask about the phones. And all of those people should be indicted for that conduct. They have certainly sent people to prison themselves for far less obvious destruction of evidence.
0: Well, it seems to me that we have a two-tier justice system, John Solomon, because, I, you know, Hillary Clinton got away with, let's see, deleting subpoenaed emails, bleach pit, hammers, devices, SIM cards removed. She got away with all of it. Why wouldn't the deep state get away with all of it? Why wouldn't Mueller's team get away with all of it?
9: Well, thus far, they've had a, a perfect record of getting away with it. But I want to point out something that I think we all forgot. Remember, originally struck and Page's phones were wiped, and the inspector general was able to recoup most of those messages. Here's a dirty little secret about these phones. The two primary ways, that, or three ways you communicate, phone calls, uh, text messages, and email are all backed up on internal servers in the FBI. So there could still be despite the craftiness of the Mueller crowd, there could still very well be the text message, email records, and, um, and uh, phone records, the LUDs, the long-distance call records for each phone. Wiping them doesn't take them off the server. Now, if they're missing from the server, we have a Rosemary Wood-Nixon uh, cover-up, right? But I, I'm hearing that there's a strong possibility that despite their
10: craftiness, they may have left their trail behind on these servers, something they didn't count on.
0: Well, that'd be pretty well, interesting.
10: They the NSA certainly should have them. I mean, the NSA right. has everything. They certainly ought to be able to get these messages.
0: Well, I mean, that's an open question, or is it? Because we've had people like Bill Binney and others on this program that say that, that that everything is backed up. Now, the government has denied it in the past. Do they have everything or do they not have
10: everything? Well, my sources tell me they do. It's just a matter of getting it. Yeah. I think well, then, case, then,
0: that would expo- then why didn't we get 33,000 emails that Hillary deleted?
10: Because exactly, she moved and plus we know they're on Wiener's laptop, which the FBI deliberately ignored. I mean, where is Wiener's laptop? And if that was destroyed, then somebody needs to be prosecuted for that.
0: Uh, I'm sure that's in the you know at, at somewhere in the Hudson River at this point, John.
9: Yeah, listen, I, I think that these are all great questions. I, I think there's another set of documents that we all should start getting ready to focus on. Mike Flynn was clearly unmasked dozens of times by dozens of Obama officials. He wasn't the only Trump official. I believe we are near learning that there were many other Trump officials monitored by the Obama administration, unmasked their conversations. And if, hey, we're going to unmask uh, the data that we have on Trump, maybe it's time to unmask the data we have on people like um, Andrew Weissman and Bob Mueller. Let's find out what they have. The NSA has these records. That's why all that unmasking was going on. I am told we're going to find out soon that many more Trump-related figures had their phone conversations monitored, spied on through unmasking. That's something that I think we're going to learn before the election.
0: Uh, Interesting. Do do either of you see indictments? Do we have any evidence a grand jury's been uh, convened as it relates to the Durham investigation?
9: I have seen a little bit of activity consistent with grand jury activity, but not a lot. And uh, I have a strong sense from the reporting I've done the last five to ten days this investigation is hunkering down for a longer haul. Uh, it won't be wrapped up by Election Day. There may be some actions before Election Day, as the attorney general has said. But I get a sense that there is a longer, more persistent investigation that is going to live beyond the election, which makes this election all the more important for people. Well, the, want the if justice. Joe
0: Biden were to win the election, this whole investigation on. stops on January 20th.
10: That's right. That's right.
9: You know,
0: and by the way,
10: elect President Trump. We must reelect President Trump if we want any hope for the rule of law being restored in this country.
0: When when is when is General Flynn going to be set free? He's literally lost, you know, what, four years of this man's life been put on hold as a result of all of this abuse of power. And, you know, the guy has to sell his home. I mean, thank God you have a legal defense so people like you can continue to work for him. And, and finally, eventually, I know justice is coming. The president spoke out forcefully about the treatment of General Flynn. When when are we going to, when does this man get his life back? When, when and where does he go to get his good name back?
10: I wish I knew the answer to that question, Sean. Our next hearing date is the 29th in Judge Sullivan's courtroom. But at this point, I have no confidence that he is going to do what the law requires him to do in terms of granting the motion to dismiss. So there will probably be further litigation following that.
0: It was Ray Donovan that said "At the after an investigation into him, where do I go to get my good name back? All right, Sidney Powell, thanks for updating us. Please send our best to your client, General Flynn. He is an American hero. Uh, John uh, Solomon, thank you. 800-941-SEAN is a number. All right, all things Bill O'Reilly, Simple Man at the top of the hour. Let's get back to our phones here. Uh, We've got 90 seconds. We're going to give it to Becky is in Arizona. Uh, Becky, Arizona is very tight. It's very important. In 48 days, the great state of Arizona votes for the president. And I hope you'll keep Martha McSally as your senator.
3: I do, too. And there, you'd be surprised how many Arizonans are for Trump.
0: I hope you're right. We need Arizona. We could use Nevada and New Mexico, too, just saying, while we're out there. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I know. Well, I just wanted to notice that that we have a young Trump versus an old Biden. Um, Trump, I've noticed, just since Thursday, has run around and been doing interviews and medals and going to states and peace medals and talks. He's like, the four corners of the United States and the four corners of the world well, you've got the old Biden hardly visible, he's hidden, he shuffles, he mumbles, he's kind of like hungered down in his basement, he only knows the four corners of his basement. And that's the difference between the two candidates. I bet you the president never thought he'd be called young, but that's how he looks.
0: Well, I, I think, listen, he's the energizer, Bunny, And he's running against, you know, a weak, a frail, and exhausted, and confused Joe Biden. That's what's at stake. I can't even believe this is a race, but, you know, I guess... Uh, half the country is nuts, but what are you going to do? And the media mob as well. All right, we're counting on you, Becky. You pull in Arizona for us in 48 days. We need it, 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the pro uh, program, all things Bill O'Reilly, and more of your calls, final hour free-for-all coming up. Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News, please set your DVR every night. we got a great show, that and more straight ahead. In hour two, Sean Hannity shows simple man. That can only mean one thing. There's only one simple man in the media. That's not simple. The ever complicated, but he thinks he's a simple man. Bill O'Reilly, uh, a huge uh, breakout hit is the latest in his killing series. Just out last week, we debuted it here on this program, uh, killing Crazy Horse. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, congratulations! I saw the numbers. Uh, I especially for a, a, a you know a book like this, a history book. Uh, these sales were massive. You've had fifteen number one bestsellers. Now you have sixteen. Congratulations! It's all because of you, Hannity. That's you, what I said. It was my non-cupcake the, interview. Yeah, you read the.
11: No, it was you read the commercials for Killing Crazy Horse and everybody. I did. Well, Hannity liked it, so I'm going to get it. You know what? The amazing thing about uh, the uh, extraordinary sales of Killing Crazy Horse is that Trump's not in it. You know, I tried to get him in it. I tried to blame him for some of the uh, Native American conflicts, but it was too long ago. I couldn't find a way in. So I'm I shocked,
0: Bill, because you know it, yeah. whatever any tawdry gossip, any any anti-Trump screed seems to you know it has an audience. It's a niche audience, yeah, and. And and they, it doesn't matter whatever conspiracy theory it is, they will advance it, all things Donald Trump. Donald, yeah, and Donald, I'm going to tell you one other thing. The media God. and the publishing world are going to hate it if Donald Trump doesn't win in 48 days.
11: Absolutely. So is uh, the network TV news. I'm not going to have anything to talk about. But uh, I have a call into Bob Woodward. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him about how I can write a sequel to killing crazy horse and get Trump in there somehow. <laughs>
0: Maybe he's got some tapes of, of conversations. Yeah.
11: You um, know, I, I, the simple man theme I love, by the way, uh, and I like the song, but let me give you a real simple man analysis of uh, the charge, because it's sticking somewhat, that Donald Trump misled the nation about COVID, and that's why the United States has so many cases. So I'm researching India, the most, second most populated country in the world. They have a prime minister named Modi, M-O-D-I. Now, India is not like the United States. It's, it's very poor, and their mass communication system is not anything like ours is. But Modi was pretty upfront with the Indian population saying, look, this is pretty bad, and everybody's got to wear a mask, and Indian... The Indian population pretty much does what they're told. They're not a defiant population like the USA. So now we have this unbelievable resurgence of COVID in India. So did Modi lie to the people? Did he mislead? And the same thing with Macron in France. I mean, uh, this is so bogus. So I'd love to interview Bob Woodward myself. He wouldn't do it. Um, and I, And I said, well, you're drawing conclusions from a charge that um, Donald Trump, by his own words, underplayed the virus. Well, he did it, and you know this because he didn't want to tank the markets. Now, the president did make a mistake last night. And I want to ask you about this when he says, "Well, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really underplay it. I, I overplayed it." He said that in the town hall. I thought that was a mistake because he sends a confusing message. Now, I know why he, in the beginning, took an optimistic view. And I think I would have done that had I been president. I don't want to tank the economy.
0: Leaders, leaders don't do that, Bill. Look, can I give you your answer to your question? Yep, absolutely. Because what the president is really saying, and maybe, he's, he, and he's not communicating it effectively. I will give. I'll, I'll concede the point to you, and that is overplaying it. Meaning he put the travel ban in effect ten days after the first identified case of corona. Bill, that one decision that that Joe called hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering saved literally hundreds of thousands of Americans from contracting the virus. It bought us valuable time. How many tens of thousands more Americans would have died? He put the first quarantine in effect in over 50 years, so his actions were overplaying it because nobody thought he should go that far. Nobody. And And he did it it anyway. Now, he was saying he was instilling confidence meaning he didn't want to scare the crap out of people. Right, right. I think he could have I think he could say it better, but that's what that's no, what he he's said saying. last night. He exactly what you said now. He said my
11: actions showed that I didn't underplay the threat of the virus. But he didn't say it's strong enough. So people are confused now. And you saw it today with the Trump hating press. Well, uh, you heard him with Woodward, he said he underplayed it on purpose and now he said he overplayed it by it but they didn't say by his actions. Now I understand it you understand it because we're professionals and we analyze this kind of stuff. But the electorate does not understand it. And that's the message I'd like to get to President Trump because I know he listens to your show and he and you talk with him. You've got to be precise in your language.
0: In and this environment, Bill, I, 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 I agree with you to a point. He could be more clear on that point. About, it, is, it is very clear his actions show he was taking it more seriously than anybody else at the That's time. That's true. Now, the, the, the yeah, but with that said.
11: The voter won't pick that up.
0: Say, look, Bill, I'm going to tell you something. People. I am telling you that if he cured cancer, they would impeach him over of it. Course. That's how sick they've gotten.
11: Well, oh, listen. Yesterday, CNN, in the middle of the White House ceremony, um, telling the world what an extraordinary achievement it is that Arab nations are now forging alliance with Israel. What did CNN do? Oh, they don't have masks on. They're not wearing their masks. Look at that. It was absurd. It's it's like
0: I, By I mean, the way Jared Kushner pounded Wolfie Blitzer the other day. Because and he said, well, I watched your coverage during the, quote, peaceful protests that weren't exactly peaceful as you were characterizing them. I mean, the infamous photo now is hilarious. Uh, it's mostly peaceful A reporter from fake news, CNN. And right behind him, it looks like the whole entire freaking city is up in flames. I mean, I you can't make this crap up.
11: Well, CNN has ruined itself forever. Uh, Nobody's ever going to trust that network again. Even the people who sympathize with their liberal point of view aren't going to trust them because they know they're in the bag. But, look, you and I both know what the key day is for the election of 2020, and that is September 29th in mm -hmm. Cleveland, Ohio. And I am suggesting respectfully to President Trump That between now and then, he practiced being precise in his language during that debate. Because you and I both know Joe Biden is incapable of being precise in language. Because with all due respect, and I mean that seriously, Mr. Biden does not know what he is saying.
0: He's weak. He is frail. And, Bill, um, I'm saying this charitably, he, and, and, frankly, it's painful to watch. I mean, yesterday it was painful to watch him when he came out, you know, uh, playing the song on his iPhone. It was beyond bizarre. Every day it's, it, it gets what, more bizarre. You get he's in theory. cognitive decline, Bill. I That's, don't know the exact term or diagnosis, right. but he's not. If he right. ever had a fastball, he doesn't have a fastball right. right. anymore, Let Bill. Let
11: me give you the scientific term. The exact term so that you have it. Okay, are you ready for the term? I'm ready. He's befuddled. <laughs> that,
0: that's the term. Okay? Is that that's the word it. of the day?
11: Yeah, that's the word of the day. He's befuddled. That's it. But you know, you I'm sitting there point.
0: with my finger on the dump button. I'm like, all right, what's O'Reilly going to, co- what, yeah, what no, trouble you is you like he going to get me, me in today?
11: You like Facebook. Look, you want to censor me, Hannity.
0: Yeah, 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 you know what? I, you Because you don't censor yourself, which is the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for know. a simple guy, you would think that, you know, God only knows what's coming flying out of that mouth of yours any minute. I just gave you a simple word, befuddled Yeah, befuddled. Me. Okay, but you know what? It's the other words that I thought you might say that concerned me. Well, thanks for, thanks for looking out for <laughs> me. But you
11: know my point is correct. The more precise Donald Trump can be,
0: I, I I listen I th- I'm, I'm con- th- listen it's very easy for us to sit here on the silence I actually thought Now by the way you know they only got 3.8 million viewers on ABC last night I know You know, and by the way, it hurts my show when he's on, you know, another network because obviously my audience are, you know, full of Trump supporters uh, or a significant portion of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm fine with that. I think it's good for the president to do it. I don't think Joe could handle it. I don't think Joe Biden, even with a a media friendly, you know, all his media alliance. Listen, listen to this. That's how crazy this is. So ABC
11: offers Biden a time. So we'll give you right. 90 minutes to have a town hall. And what did the Biden campaign say to little Georgie Stephanopoulos? No. Um, we can't fit you into the schedule.
0: What? Yeah. What schedule? Yeah. What schedule? He's in the basement. He's in the, what schedule <laughs>
11: He's in in the bunker. That? You're taking a shower? What do, you do? what do you mean the schedule? You're going out and watering the flowers? I mean, look, just step back. You were given 90 minutes of softball time. On ABC, and you can't find it in your schedule to do it. Come on!
0: It, it, because I mean, Bill, Bill, you saw the video. I'll play the. I'll play the audio version. I mean, literally, a young woman asks a very simple question, and any candidate should be able to just off the cuff give a very simple answer. Especially if you want to be president. I, I look. I said yesterday I wouldn't hire this guy to run a busy McDonald's because I don't think he's up to the job. Listen to what he says. Uh, move up, please. Move. move, move. He, want, he needs the teleprompter for the answer. Listen.
2: And I would like to know what will your administration do to help them give them that chance? Thank you.
0: Move it up here. You know,
1: there used to be a basic bargain in this country: workers shared in the wealth
0: they're working to create. The two things I observe, Bill. One is, move it up here. Move it, no. move it up here. <laughs> you know, my kids would come in my, my studio at times when they were growing up. Daddy, why are you yelling into the microphone? I'm like, well, I could say hi. I'm Sean Hannity. <sighs> Welcome to the show. 1-800-941-SEAN is a toll-free telephone number. I said, I don't know why, but the first time the light went on, Bill, Hello, how are you? Glad you are with us. I don't know why, where it came from, Bill. I have no idea, but it came out naturally. Because I know you have to be more animated to get anybody's attention on radio.
11: Listen, all the people listening to us on your 600 plus affiliated stations understand the difference between President Trump and Joe Biden. They would not be listening to the radio program if they didn't understand. They have it. But the people who are slow learners, who are uninformed, they are going to make the difference. And that's why I'm saying this debate on the 29th of September is going to be the most widely watched debate in the history of debates all over the Mm -hmm. world. The more precise Donald Trump can be.
0: All right. Stay right there, Bill Bill O'Reilly. Stay right there. I'm even going to play. I'm going to hold you over for a couple of minutes into the next segment. You've earned. I want to play the difference between how the mob and the media went nuts over the Iranian nuclear deal versus how they downplayed the peace agreements yesterday. Bill O'Reilly, all things BillO'Reilly.com, uh, his new book, latest book, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, Killing Crazy Horse, uh, an instant bestseller yet again. The question is this. Maybe the event that'll define this election hasn't happened yet. Maybe the maybe it will be the debates. There's three of them. The first one is is two weeks from yesterday, so thirteen days. And I agree the president needs to be clear, but I would also say, look, I would I would assume, and I'm being charitable again, that they're gonna Joe Biden's going to be drinking a lot of caffeine that day. So I would assume he's going to be somewhat competent. But I think Joe has a hard time staying focused on answering a question. Now, I have a little bit of that problem myself sometimes. But his is particularly acute. And I think the president asking him questions without being rude. How do you do it? How do you thread that needle?
11: It's not hard because uh, Chris Wallace is the moderator. And you can expect him to uh, open with a tough one on Trump. Maybe use a little tape. In a contradictory manner, what Wallace is going to do, in my opinion. So, look, you said this about COVID, but then you said this. What's the deal? Why are you contradictory? That's probably how he'll open to uh, to President Trump. Then for Biden, who will go second, um, he'll open with a like question. Um, it'll be tough because, again, we discussed this last week, Chris Wallace has to live up to the legacy of his father. And so he's not going to be uh, a cupcake with either of them. But neither candidate, in my opinion, will answer any of Chris Wallace's questions. They'll just wander off to where they want to go because the debate structure is you have a minute 20 to answer and then 30 seconds to answer a follow-up. Wallace can't jump in like I do and you do and say, Hey, Pinhead, you're not answering a question. He can't do that. And the candidates no, they can just wander. So if I'm Trump, you are absolutely right. I turn to Biden on a number of times in that 90-minute forum, and I say, hey, you know, Joe, this is really bothering me. And what is Wallace going to do? He can't do anything. He can't throw anything at the guy. So Trump can control the debate, just like he said. Jeb Bush is boring. All right. Ted Cruz is lying. Ted, remember that? He destroyed his competition on right, the debate right stage.
0: Bill O'Reilly, all things billoreilly.com. Uh, I'm going to play him some tape of media bias. When we get back, we'll get his uh, take on it. crazy horse, killing crazy horse. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Quick break, right back. Final question for Bill on the other side. Then we get to your phone calls coming up, I promise, next half hour. Straight ahead, 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Simple man, Leonard Skinner means one thing. That means all things. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is uh, now debuting number one bestseller, Killing Crazy Horse. Uh, congratulations again. All right, so I want to play two things. Now, this is three minutes worth of tape I'm playing, Bill. It's an eternity. You, you can probably barely have the patience to focus that long yourself, but we're going to need you to focus in here. All right. It's first the media mob downplaying this historic, these historic peace agreements, which, by the way, I'm arguing, Bill, was made possible courtesy of Joe and Barack and that ridiculous deal with the Iranians where they gave one hundred and fifty billion dollars to mullahs that chant death to Israel, death to America uh, and they got nothing in that deal. They didn't get any place, any time inspections. They didn't even get a, a, a long commitment not to build nuclear weapons. They didn't even get American inspectors included in the deal. They got nothing. The Iranians got, took them for all that money. It was the worst deal in history. But it did create an unprecedented alliance that has emerged, which is the U.S., Israel, the Jordanians, the Egyptians, the Saudis, the Emirates, now Bahrain. And that is that they're all standing united against Iranian hegemony. And I do believe that we're going to see more historic deals, assuming Donald Trump's still the president. Um, So anyway, we'll play the media downplaying yesterday's agreements. And then we'll compare how they went nuts over the Iranian deal that was the worst deal in history. Listen.
5: Of course, on a week where we've seen the president really throw caution to the
3: wind when it comes to these COVID-19 precautions, John. We are seeing it amplified here once again on the South Lawn of the White House.
7: The campaign already putting ads up on Facebook that describe this as the achievement of a peace deal. Of course, there was no actual conflict, no war between these countries. It is a big agreement. It cannot avert the fact that there's another major headline here, and that is a coronavirus lockdown with record-breaking numbers. That is a headline Netanyahu wants to get away from. You know, Peter, this deal is a bit uncomfortable for a lot of observers to watch because it seems so transactional. It's as if pulling out of the Iran deal is what got these Gulf states on board to do this, you know, to then recognize it. It feels like there is a lot of quid pro quos involved in this, um, that it isn't something larger than that. Then again, sometimes Middle East diplomacy, the only way to make things move is, is through the transactional nature uh, uh, of the region. The US and world powers reaching a major agreement with Iran, blocking one of our biggest rivals from developing a nuclear weapon.
3: We are following the breaking news here of this historic understanding with Iran. Uh,
10: It is definitely a historic um, uh, uh, moment. It is uh, is a historic agreement, frankly.
3: A historic understanding and, quote, good deal, but there is, of course, still much work to be done. A lot of what happened today does not happen every day. This was a
2: historic deal on a
3: historic day.
7: Indeed, an historic day. You bet. We've got more news on today's historic deal with Iran. Historic potential deal. We'll have more on this historic day. Historic news out of Switzerland. Ahead the Republican reaction to the historic nuclear agreement.
8: And while today's agreement is historic, probably the I'm biggest. I'm going to stop there, Bill O'Reilly.
0: I can't even take it anymore. But you, you I mean, there, there you have it. it does All it right. get Do any I, I more clear?
11: I, I have a question for you. Do you think what? the media thought the Iranian deal
0: was historic? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Bill, state-run TV, yeah, the, the Humpty Dumpty Mr. Potato Head Network leads the way. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we,
11: uh, yeah Everybody knows, and, and everybody knows that the media is, in general, dishonest, corrupt, uh, wants to impose left-wing culture on the nation, doesn't feel that we are a noble country, doesn't want our traditions to be upheld. And that's really what we're voting for, Hannity, in November. I don't think it's about Trump versus Biden. I think it's about, do you like America? Do you respect its traditions of freeing billions of people all over the world and giving opportunity To more people than any other nation that's ever existed? Do you want to continue that? Or do you want Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez to be telling Joe Biden what he should do? That's it when you go to the polls November 3rd.
0: Bill O'Reilly, all things BillOReilly.com, Killing Crazy Horse, huge debut, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Thank you, sir. Simple man, Bill O'Reilly. Not simple, Bill. Uh, Next week, he'll explain how Talking Points, once again, talks to Talking Points, because I didn't understand the last explanation. Uh, We're just kidding. All right, Bill O'Reilly, thank you. Uh, All right, let's get to the phones here. Uh, We will say hi to Jane in New Jersey. Hey, Jane, how you doing? What's going on Um, in Jersey?
3: No, please. Everything. High taxes.
0: High yeah.
3: taxes and high taxes. That's it.
0: Well, why don't um, you get the hell out of there? I mean, everyone's asking me, Hannity, why don't you get the hell out of New York? I'm like, I'm trying.
3: Because I have um, my mom that I still take care of, and it's very hard to leave. So we, Well, let me ask you this. You can
0: bring mom with you. You can have, know, you, you can have ambulatory service take her down for you. A lot of cases, insurance but, companies even carry that.
3: I know they do, but it's it's kind of hard when you're in your, your early 90s and you get set in your ways, so that, that's hard to do.
0: No, but I understand. I make, Listen, you got to make the right decision for mom. I, I yeah. admire you for that. You love your mom. Good for you.
3: Yes. Um, but I, I, I don't know what I'd do without you and uh, Mark Levin, who uh, is a source Thank of Thank me. God if, bless
0: us. Sorry. Go ahead. I
3: know. <laughs> even though you get excited. But, you know, um, of all the things that, that the president has accomplished, and there has been many, I think the greatest accomplishment to date is the unmasking of the Democrat party for who they truly are. And when I saw Nancy Pelosi's reaction to that historic uh, Middle East agreement, she was so angry. She was so jealous. She was so filled with venom. And that's the only message that the Democrat party has. If if you want to, if you want to sacrifice your, your national security, your health care, your education, all the freedoms that you have, because you have such a deep-seated hatred for an individual, for the president, then you're cutting your nose to spite your face. And all these people have come to light. We see them for who they are. They don't care about us. They don't care about our future. They don't care about our rights or about freedom. It's all about power. And I cannot believe that... Republicans don't come out and chastise her and other Democrats for what they're saying. And just one more quick point. I know you're, you know, you know—you have a lot of calls, but when is this Durham report coming out?
0: I don't know. I mean, we're sitting here day by day waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm, from what I'm hearing, it may not be a report necessarily. It might be uh, indictments. So stay tuned. We'll have it first. Uh, it they, they've not done the country a service by holding it back this long. That's for sure. All right, Jane. Thank you. Good call, uh, Florida George. Next, uh, George, we're counting on Florida in forty eight days. Can't win the presidency in my view without it.
5: Well, you are going to have it, Sean, If I am on the I four corridor, and it's going to it's it's in it and it's in it. Well, tell
0: me that. about the I-4 corridor, cause I four corridor because I I've been hearing anecdotally that Joe Biden's been inundating the I four corridor with ads that actually show him as, you know, the Energizer bunny, which we all know is false. And, um, yeah. and and the presidents and the re-election team of the president, not as many ads. Is that true?
5: Well, well, I watched ABC last night for once in a while at Blue Moon, and, and I saw some of those ads. And someone who's knowledgeable about the issues, they're all, you know, they're just they're, there's so much layers in that that it's not true, not true. But for the uneducated person, you know, he, he is right now, Doing that, but I know Trump's going to be coming around with his own strategic ads, So, so
0: it, no, it, that's all true. We're, we're, yeah, let me guess. It's scare grandma, and it's let's see. Yeah. He's going to take away your Medicare, and he's going to take away pre-existing conditions. They're both lies. Yeah. Um, well, most
5: people are most people are up on those you know those lies, but all the signs around here are basically ten to one uh, Trump. Trump signs and there's a couple Biden signs, but they're usually, you can, you can tell the, 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 it's the, the cars in the driveway and all you can tell who, who's who's what, but it's about 10 to 1, so interesting. But the, the, the,
0: So you wait know, a minute, you can tell somebody's politics by what car they drive?
5: Well, you know, well, actually, with uh, the way they paint their house, if it has like ten colors and they're all pastel, it doesn't surprise me that I see a, Bi- I see a Biden uh, signing. Also, yard.
0: like you're you're a, you're right a hippie up. wearing a tie-dye Grateful Dead t-shirt. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
5: with, with a yeah, with little Volkswagen bug and a surfboard on top. Yes, but uh, <laughs> I'm over by the beach. But uh, yesterday, um, I was watching. I was uh, eating lunch and watching the historical accord and. I, my son walked past. He's 20 years old, and I said, to "My son, hey, do you remember the couple days ago when you asked me where I was at 9/11? Like, what what was I doing?" And it made such an impact. And he goes, and I, and he, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, this is one of those times right now. Come sit down and watch this." And so he sat down, and we watched two Churchillian president uh figureheads, uh, uh, Trump and uh, Netanyahu, sign this historical cord, And I told him, I said this is going to affect your future this is your grandchildren and your children chances are they will not be sent overseas in the middle east now you can't tell but this is an historical event and he went hmm and he watched it with me for a good 15 20 minutes and that's what we need to do uh, we need to get our kids out of the basement and have those and i never and i and i and i said to my son i said you know it's not about the man, it's about the policy. It's about the long term. I love his long. I liked uh, Trump's uh, New York swagger because I'm originally from New Jersey and I love it. But and he neutralizes the. He basically castrates the press, and that's the time that we need right now. But 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 in the long term, and that's what Netanyahu told. I remember him telling you that during the Obama administration that the problem with the American voters is that we think in four year cycles, and when we think in four year cycles, we think about personalities. And that's basically what the Democrats are trying to keep us in, their dojo, uh, talking about personalities. And Trump and, their, and the Republicans' uh, convention was about the future, the 10-year plan, the 20-year plan, the, my children's plan. And when you, when you see that, where I think Trump is doing a great job, people are, are leaving the Democratic Party because the, the Democratic Party has abandoned them because they don't see their future. They don't see their grandchildren's future in their party.
0: Appreciate the call. Uh, we're counting on you, George. You got to pull out Florida first, okay?
5: All right, Sean, you got it.
0: All right, shawn we'll stay in Florida. Rich is there. Rich, you're you're up next. Where are you living in uh, Florida, my friend?
5: Hey, hey, Sean, how you doing, pal?
0: I'm um, good, buddy. I'm What's there. going on?
5: I'm a New York transplant. I'm in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. I was uh, thinking I, I uh, moved to the most conservative uh, area in Florida. But now I'm having an issue um, with my HOA. We've had flags up from day one since I moved here. And then once we put up a Trump flag, now all of a sudden they're they're banning flags.
0: They're banning flags. You've got to be kidding. In the they, Jacksonville area way around St. Augustine?
5: Yeah, St. Augustine. It's like about 40 minutes from uh, Jacksonville, St. John's County.
0: Wow. They, they allow well, I mean, how does the flags? community feel about that? I would imagine... If, when you have an HOA, if the majority of people feel strongly that they want to be able to put up the flag of their country, uh, that people would stand united and say, we're not taking it down. And if enough people unite and say you have the, should have the right to display the American flag, look, we're not, you're not talking about building a a 40-foot um, flagpole and putting it up that way, right? You're talking about just displaying it like, you know, normal, norm, what you'd see normally on, say, the 4th of July, or Memorial Day weekend, right?
5: Correct. It's, it's, not, it's not the American flag, Sean. It's, uh, we had the American flags up, and I had my Don't Tread on Me flag up for months. Right. And then I put up my Trump Second Amendment flag, and my neighbor put up a Trump flag. Now all of a sudden they're going around and uh, telling people they need to, to take their flags down. And that's exactly why I'm calling you. I've been on Facebook, and there's a lot of people outraged. We're looking to try to do something.
0: I mean, you know, I mean, the best thing you can do is organize within your, you know, the problem with these, when, when you buy a condo or you buy into an HOA, you're agreeing to the rules and, you know, what color you can paint your house. They have restrictions on all sorts of things. And, and you know, unfortunately, I don't, have, I'm, I don't want to generalize here, but there are people that have nothing else to do in life that they worry about, you know, the tiniest of things. And, you know, I'm a I'm kind of a, the civil libertarian that's saying, leave people alone. Let them put up whatever they want to put up. You want to put up a Black Lives Matter uh, flag? Go ahead. I it's not affecting me. Um, that's yeah. your choice. We live in a free country. I believe in free speech. If you're so offended by a flag, then don't you know? Don't put it up in your house. Um, now, if somebody wants to paint a house uh, hot pink and H- you have an HOA, I can kind of understand them saying, you know what, it's going to reduce property values. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. You know, they're the son of a cop, son of a firefighter, carry a flag onto the field uh, in Ohio. They got suspended. An American flag. Unbelievable. Uh, they will join us exclusively tonight. Also, Carl Rove with his analysis, Tammy Bruce, Jared Kushner tonight, Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, Herschel Walker, Trey Gowdy. All right, set your DVR, 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us. As of tomorrow, 47 days, and you are the ultimate jury. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. Health Lock can help. Healthlock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have Healthlock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website it's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider.